Shut up and sit down. That's just a lot. Of, <laughs> I don't know it's a lot of new information. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Uh, I'm your host Sam Bradley. I'm joined by several months later, but obviously it's you were the last show that we did. Carenza is here. Greetings. Well, by that I mean I am here in Carenza's studio. It is. It is a studio. I don't know why I said that. That's it's, very obvious. It's really nice. Just, Let me just move the mic so you come a little bit more on that. Salutations. There we go. That looks like it's recording a little bit louder now. I'm yeah, also quite talking quite quietly. I am still waking up, believe it or not. Well, yeah, it's like Wednesday morning. Thursday morning. <laughs> Fuck. Are you still waking up too? <laughs> Super loosey-goosey. How have you been? I've been good. It's been a, it's been a crazy four months, actually, mm-hmm. since I last saw you. The talk video came out about, I'd say about a month, two months after we... Yeah, we I think lost. so, yeah. Yeah, when... um. When we last talked, I was actually beginning the whole editing process because uh, the talk video was like edited by yours truly. Yes, it that was. was. Uh, I remember you telling me about it yeah. off mic, about what you had planned. Obviously now everyone should go and see it and we'll link it up. But uh, yeah, that was... Um... Yeah, that was an intense mm. time. I was trying really hard to like keep it under wraps and unless anybody could help with the project... They were kind of like it was kind of like if you needed to know or if I thought you might be able to help, then I'd let you know. But yeah, um, yeah, I kept it really quiet, and <laughs> it was it took about eight months to make that video. Yeah, that is is that from inception of concept to? Um, yeah, basically, I, I I had this idea, and I was like, I've got to do this, mm. and I I felt like a really strong sense of purpose. I think given the subject material, that's probably probably understandable where did you get the idea from um if people don't know obviously if you haven't watched the the video yet it's uh Carenza is sat in like a white cube uh a white box with oh it's filmed in my living room oh it's where well, Carenza is sat in her <laughs> living room and she has all these like things that uh, uh victims of like i guess sexual assault mm-hmm. have had said to them like it you know um why are you crying? It's not hot. Stuff, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you so upset? Like, it won't hurt. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like, I do still have a bit of PTSD from my experiences, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that is most clear that I remember from the whole thing was him saying, "There, that wasn't so bad, was it?" Which is the main line featured on my chest. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a survivor you, or victim, you blame yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what did I do? Like, why are you doing this to me? You, yeah. you can't help it. You you blame yourself. You feel like it's your fault. And even if you, even if you know it's not your fault. Mm. And after I'd sort of done the whole self-love thing and understood that it wasn't my fault, what completely confirmed that it wasn't my fault was the stuff that I remembered him saying to me as well. And that's <laughs> you know, where it came from. Over a like. hundred of those were mine. Um, so I thought, you know what, that's what's kind of haunting me the most. Or one of the things that's haunting me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to write that on my body and reclaim it. 
that's, take the power away from it. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> you get that a Not lot. Not reclaim it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, like, no, I yeah. think that's I think that's an actual legit thing. I think it's it's taking the power out of the word, isn't it? Mm. It's uh, You get that a lot in comedy, where people say you can't say certain words. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and people say you can't say certain words. It's like no, I can. They're just just jokes. By by doing by saying you can't say them, you give that word way more power, way more meaning, way more impact. Exactly, and I mean it does. Like these words did do a lot. They mm. say words can't hurt when you're a kid and all that, but that that's like bullshit, complete bullshit. Mm. Um, and that is bullshit. Sticks is and stones will break my bones. Words, words will never, never hurt me. What absolute bullshit? Who words came up with that? Words have done so who much did, worse. Who, who came? They do not deserve a cookie. And no one's ever started a war with sticks and rocks, but wars I mean, have been started like with words every time. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> what the fuck? That is awful. Yeah, but yeah. So I, 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 I knew a lot of people. Mm. And I still know a lot of people who have been through something similar. Yeah. And have you had many more people come forward since the video came out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few um people have opened up to me quite a bit it's emotional and also touching and also just very emotional just very emotional yeah I bet. um and basically people were so happy to give <coughs> quotes all of them anonymous of course literally everybody was anonymous but me yeah and i think i had 18 17 18 people in total and um yeah it was a it was very overwhelming getting these quotes as well because mm. I knew these people. Oh right. So. It, and it, did you know they'd gone through stuff? Not always, actually. I uh, I actually asked around a lot, and I would be like, uh, like literally to anybody that I mildly trusted. Yeah. Um, and I'd be like, look, I've got this secret project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you happen to know anyone? And a lot of the time. Yeah, I do. They, it's me. Yeah. yeah, they'd be like well, <laughs> I can give you this. And, like, it was Holy extremely shit. touching that people would entrust me with it. Guys, girls, didn't matter what gender. Mm-hmm. Um, like, almost everybody has been through some form of sexual abuse, assault, harassment, even. Mm-hmm. And they felt like it was a good way to get it off their chest <clears throat> as well. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean, some people couldn't because, you know... The brain reacts to sexual abuse in a completely non-logical way. Like, um, a few people couldn't talk about it. A few people weren't past that point yet. Uh, And some people had blocked out the sound and, like, from their memory. Um, Wow. So they just remember, like, the smell where they were. and Like, I, I remember, but, like, sound is a big thing with me, so words are a big thing with me. So I, that's partly why it sticks in my mind because that's just how I learn and everything yeah. but yeah it was a it was a very emotional eight months I remember there were a couple of months where I literally I was so depressed that I couldn't do anything mm. um like I, I the project was just on hold and I was just there stressing about it but I still wanted to do it mm-hmm. I got so stressed I started losing hair um I had to stop dyeing my hair partly because of that mm-hmm um, because the dye was not helping with hair loss. Like, <laughs> I remember running my hand through my hair once and, like, a chunk of hair came out. I was like, oh, shit. That's all the bleach I've been putting on it. But, yeah, I, I actually ended up having, like, four periods in two months from the amount of stress I was under Jeez. doing this project. Um, 
Yeah, it was... Has it become a burden since? Because you sort of... The way I see it... It was a release. Yeah, I, I bet it was. But I think, like, now you've put it out there and you've put, you've put your name to a project that by its very nature is come and tell me about these horrific things. Do you ever... Has anyone ever come up to you and said, oh, I really need to talk to you, thank you, but I need to tell you this thing. And you've been like, fuck, man. It's fucking Wednesday. I've just been come <laughs> home from work. Do you know what I mean? It must I be mean, quite a, not a but maybe burden is the wrong word, but it must be a hell of a responsibility to know that you're this lightning yes, rod now. Yes, that is definitely it's definitely a word. Like it, I actually um, I actually got a bit overwhelmed um when I was finishing off the video. It was about around a week, between like three and three days and a week before the release, and I originally wanted to put helplines at the end of the video. No shit. Um, I've listed it in the description instead, so it's not just like, hey, here are all these triggers, Yeah. Um, and you might be coming to terms with it, and I'm going to leave you with nothing. It's like, hey, here's something healing, and here's yeah. a helpline. But um, I actually <clears throat> tested out a couple, and um, I ended up needing to call one when I was finishing off the... Jesus. Um, when I was finishing off the video, and I was like, I'm, I'm about to give myself a lot of responsibility, aren't I? And the lady on the other one was like, you are, but that's a good thing. I was like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's um, not not to be all like, ooh, but I've always been quite a responsible person. Um, it's, it's it's not a bad quality and, to have. I mean, I bet it's been fucking tested with this. It it has been tested a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah. Because it was a big part of my life in my head. If that makes sense, well, and now it's a huge it's out part of your life. It feels isn't like it? a yeah, it is a huge part of my life. Like um, as much as you want it to be or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it as a burden. I see it almost like an honor, if that makes sense. Hmm. So I'm not here like everybody come talk to me. I'm here like if you want to talk. Yeah. I'm happy to. I've got the skill set to help you out. Yeah. And here is why. But I like to make sure that, he know, that they know that I am not a professional licensed therapist yeah. and I can only be a friend. Yeah, maybe that's and... <laughs> what you put at the end of the video. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, I, I, I will literally say, like, um, I'm giving you advice, but this is purely based on my experiences. Mm -hmm. Everybody's is different. Mm -hmm. And I, I am not a psychologist. <laughs> I'm just, I just got an interest in psychology, but I, yeah. I'm not a licensed psychologist, I'm not a therapist. I cannot give you professional help. Yeah. I'm like, 22. <laughs> I think there's also like a danger of you be end up becoming your friend's therapist and it's just because you're cheaper and there and then you find very quickly that every conversation becomes oh how are you feeling today oh well I'm down hmm okay it, I, I think that like and I'm not I would never tell anyone that's been through anything as horrific as this to just like buck up and get over it. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. But I think when you open yourself up you, to, to sort of being this lightning rod for something like this, I think there is you run that risk. Do you know what I mean? I think you've done the right thing by sort of disclaiming everything by saying, yeah, I've just gone through it. Here are the helplines. If you need to talk to a professional, fucking Go yeah, and but do they that. can talk to me as a friend as well, because sometimes mm. people would rather speak to a friend and have someone just listen than be psychoanalyzed. And I'm more than happy to do that. In fact, I, I kind of... Not to sound like, ooh, but I, I kind of enjoy it because to me it's like I'm watching other people heal. And that makes me really happy. Mm. 
That's an interesting way of looking at it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I, I was in their place, or we're in the same place, and we're just supporting each other. Yeah. It's not one person holding the other person, because when people come to me and they talk to me about their stuff, yeah, they're not coming up to me and saying, help me. They're coming up to me and saying, you have already helped me by doing this. Thank you. I am healing. Would you like to... Can I talk? So they're in a different place. Yeah. Than you would expect them to be if they came to you and said, oh, my boyfriend's just broke up with me or X, Y, Z, problem, yeah. It's a different kind of place. I mean, that's the thing. I do have friends who do obviously come up to me like, my boyfriend's just broken up with me. You know, but... I mean, it's... I, I really don't mind. I actually... I'm not trying to like sound like a saint or anything, but I really enjoy hearing about other people's day. That's, <laughs> like, that's not a bad thing. I, I love hearing people's backstories, not in like a gossipy way, but mm. I love learning about people. Yeah. That's why I love Wolverine Origins, even though it was not that great and they didn't portray Deadpool right. I... It's because I really like learning about a backstory. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. the history. It makes sense. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a weird one. I mean... Every now and then my heart's just there like, oh my God, it hurts because like, I'm so, it, it hurts to know that people have gone through this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, but they're not just lying in bed waiting to be saved. They're, they're helping themselves. Mm. And that's been a big thing. By asking for help. Yeah. yeah asking for help, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you're not going like, to, no, no Prince Charming's going to come in and like fucking save you. From yourself, you have to save yourself. Yeah, yeah, you do. I think that's um, I think that's a big thing, and I think like as tragic and as awful as it is, I think like, and and you sort of touched on it earlier when you said you were glad it happened to you. No, not glad. Um, (laughs) Don't worry about offending me. It was um, that wasn't the word. I can't remember exactly the term (laughs) you used. You were like, oh, and my my brain was like, I can offer you something wildly inappropriate. I was like, I'll take that. Um, it it's sort of like being burdened with a glorious purpose in that you've gone through this awful thing, but now you have tools to help others. And it's not, it's certainly not worth it, and it's certainly not an equal trade-off, but it is a hell of a superpower, quote-unquote, to have. And I think, like, I think like I think we touched on this on the, the last show we did. I'm, I'm all in for a little bit of suffering. I think a little think bit of suffering is good. Stronger. It makes It makes you way stronger. I think if you... And you appreciate it. Not only does suffering and struggle and strife and having to work at something make you better at it, it also makes you appreciate it more when you get it down. It's like that whole X Factor thing, isn't it? You you appreciate playing fucking Wembley a lot more when you played like the Royal Oak half a dozen times and had to. I mean, do you know the what I mean? It's not that bad. There are dogs. That's true. Well, yeah, I know. Okay, poor example. But, like, it's that sort of struggle. You appreciate it more when you've had to hone your craft. Now, I think suffering's good. Obviously, not suffering like this suffering, but, you know. I mean, that's Having to, to, to get into the grind is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not the worst thing in the world, that's for sure. I mean, that's the thing. I'm out, I'm out of the woods now. Hmm. Like, I'm, I've gotten to a point now where if someone asks me to smile, I will literally look at them and say, don't be that guy. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I I know how to handle myself now. Yeah. Um. It's it's definitely made me a lot tougher. Have like, you done anything else around it? Have you done like martial arts or anything? 
Um, or ta- do you know what I mean? Something that's usually associated with empowering people to sort of tell people to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'm pretty good at my words, and that's the thing. I'm. I I look really small and mm. like. Oh, I am very small. I'm like five one. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I I look really young. So when people are like, oh, hey, darling, fuck off. And they're like, oh, Jesus, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they, they, they soon realize that they, they can't really push me about. Because yeah. I will, I'm like the right height where if I like elbow them, it will hit them in the dick. Like they, That's a day ruiner. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Even I don't know. Even just by accident, it's a day ruiner. <laughs> I don't know any like martial arts or anything, but I do know how to handle myself. Scrappy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not that great at running, I'm asthmatic, but, you know, I can get away if I really tried. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's nice to, like, to hear that you have that skill set and you've developed it kind of, I guess, on your own. I mean, um, I do still get PTSD, so I have been in situations since. Yeah. Where, like, What's a that? guy will put their arm around yeah. me. Yeah. Or, or someone, and it's, like, someone I don't really know. So someone who I'm not really comfortable with. Yeah. And it'll be like on a night out or a gig. Oh, shit, I hugged you on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, a hug. No, it's fine. Because I know you. And you know when, like, it's, it's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, yeah. Oh, hey. And I'm like, get off me. You're yeah. really making me uncomfortable. Um, I'll just like, sometimes I freeze up. Because oh, like, right, you're okay. a member. And then I like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Just going to get myself out of your arm. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. Continue with my night. Do you think you'll ever not get over it? That's the game that <laughs> I know the most awful choice of words. The game that I'm playing. In context. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you uh, there will ever become a point where you can walk through life and maybe have a day where you don't think about it? I really hope so because I think mm. about it every single day. Yeah. Several times a day. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of it now. Of it now because of the conversation. Yeah. But um, I I was with my abuser for like a year and a half. Hmm convinced me it was my fault and that's the thing people were like that's the thing when when you're in a relationship with your abuser people ask things like why didn't you just leave um it's not that that. easy exactly and you know why didn't you just tell them to stop and and the reason i wanted the quotes as well was because it puts it into context it shows just how much manipulation was going into it and people who were going through it you, yeah, you just used the right word, the, the manipulation. People were going through it because it's a gradual descent into this kind of behaviour. Often when, when you're in a couple, people might not know the, the words and the phrases to look out for. And then, you know, they see it written on your arm or some shit. And it's like, like oh, oh, that yeah. actually means that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very weird one that my, my abuser turned it around on me. Hmm. You know, made me think I wanted it, mm. and and all of that, and it just, it became so blurry. Yeah. Like I remember it, but half of my relationship with him, like I, I've blocked out, because it was so shit. <laughs> and I mean, I still remember like random little things that he might have said or done every now yeah. and then, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that, yeah. Yeah, and it it does hurt, but it, it's all part of a healing process. Mm. Like it, it hurts, but it's necessary, and yeah. you know, otherwise you're just there in a ball of stagnant energy. Well, if you if you fucking die on the beach, as it were, if you sort of 
you let it take you down, you never get back up, then then I guess your abuser, your attacker, whatever wins. That exactly. is that is that that is you know you, you like you just said you call it curl up into the ball and you you never come out, you never get up off the canvas. Exactly, you just you're just hurting yourself if you don't go through like it's like ripping a band aid off. Mm. But you know there are there are like shit tons of band aids. Yeah, and um, that's why I kind of love it, and it's also like I get really mixed emotions when people come up to me and speak to me about it. Yeah, because I gig the other day and someone spoke to me about it, and I I, I cried afterwards. No shit. Like um, three times. <laughs> and uh, so I what, got... did someone just take you aside and say, "Hey, I saw the video, and this happened to me." Yeah, and they said how it helped them realize, and um, like obviously I'm not going to name any names. Of course, you know, and this person like was an old friend and I hadn't yeah. spoken to them in years and I cried afterwards because it wasn't like oh god it's so sad that this happened to them obviously it's sad that it mm. happened to them but I was so proud of them for like mm. healing and being able to talk about it and were you the first person that that person had told or? I don't know um I think that person had actually started speaking about it already oh good okay. but a few people had um spoken out about it um and when I was getting the quotes, I, I would have been the first person they'd spoken to about it. Um, and, you know, it was always in complete confidence. And some of the people um, I got quotes from, I don't actually know. Like, they'd be mutual friends. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got a couple in French. Wow. Um, I have no idea who that one's from. Like, this <laughs> from. But, um, you know, it's kind of, like, no matter what language, no matter where you are, it does happen. Yeah. It puts it into context. And, you know, I, I also wanted to... That's a re it's a really strange thing because I spent so long working on this video, like so goddamn long, and it stressed me out so much. It was such a big part of my life, and then I put it out there, hmm. and it's doing all right numbers wise. That's good. But emotionally, it's doing really well. Yeah. Like it's not even hit a thousand plays yet, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because if you look at the comment section, it's like oh right okay. Oh, you know, like there aren't that many comments, hmm. but the comments that are there are like my heart <laughs> yeah if you yeah if you help like one person exactly it's yeah. kind of worth the eight months stress exactly. when, when the thing you're trying to help them out of is something like this it was something that i think some people really needed to see mm. um, and i know that some people have put off seeing it because it's not exactly a nice easy watch yeah you, know, you don't really want to wake up on a sunday morning and like chill out and watch it kind of yeah. thing maybe pound a video but not that you know yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I I didn't want to over promote it because I did. I didn't want to be be like distasteful. So I didn't treat it like I would. Hmm. Most, hey, my new single's yeah. here. It's about sexual assault. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to be here like. Um, I mean, were you not tempted to just put it out there as just and just say like this is my new single, and people, not trick people into watching it, but like to do the old bait and switch where people watch it and then go, oh shit, hang on. No, because I didn't want to trigger anyone. I, I've got a warning before the video uh -huh. starts uh -huh. um, because that's the thing. If I were in a if I were in a place I was three years ago, and I watched that, yeah, with absolutely no warning, yeah, I would be crippled for a week. That's an interesting. Now this I want to talk to you. Used a very interesting hot topic word there. Used a word you said triggered, and like. I want to talk to someone who has been legitimately triggered. Okay. Because there's a huge thing now. I've Again, in like comedy and stuff, it's like, oh, we can't it's make a joke a about meme. that. It's become a meme. Yeah, you can't make a joke about that because you'll trigger someone. 
Okay. It is actually, though, a legit word. I yeah, don't know yeah, how I'm... else to, like, yeah. describe it. I know it's like a meme, but it's actually a genuine thing. I'm like... sure it is, and I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> but I think, oh, no, like, yeah. for like a lot of things, it's been taken on by a whole new mm. audience who don't actually understand. It's the same type of people who go, Oh, I'm so depressed today. Mm, are you? Or are you just a bit down? Because depressed yeah. means you can't get out of fucking bed. You know, oh, I haven't slept all night. I'm such an insomniac. Mm, Are (laughs) you? You know. Yeah. So, to break down triggered for me, an idiot, which is another reason I like doing these podcasts with you. I think it means different things for different people. Oh, don't hit me with that shit, Corinza. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean to you then? Uh, Like your definition? To some people, it means a meme. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, to me, triggered, it would be like, Something that would trigger my anxiety off. Okay. Like, so, when someone put, like you said earlier, if someone you didn't really know you met in a bar and they went, oh, hey, how you doing? And put their arm around you. And you were like, mm, please don't do that. Yeah. That's being triggered. Right? Basically, all of my walls will go up. My yeah. defences are, like, up. Yeah. My, I'm, like, straight away on, like, really high alert and I'm, like, remembering all the times that yeah. this has happened before. Is it kind of like a panic attack It's type thing? It's kind of like that. But a little less adrenaline. Um, mm-hmm. A little okay. less sort of like, ha! Yeah. And it's more like, ah! <laughs> that okay. makes sense. Yeah. It's like. It's um, a, it sounds a little bit more internal. It's to more being internal, triggered. yeah. And it's kind of like, um, like with, with that particular thing, it would be more like my brain's going absolutely like. 50 billion miles a second Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out maybe like think of all the different scenarios you know and and what I could do in them Mm. like oh if he pulls me closer I'll just like walk away yeah if he if he starts like trying to grope me I'll just fucking elbow him in the in the gut and like just like maybe put him in an arm lock yeah but (laughs) like (laughs) you know it's it's a weird one like um it depends on what headspace I'm in because I have high anxiety days where I can't leave my house yeah. And if I'm having a super high anxiety day and I'm in an argument with someone and I can feel an attack coming yeah. and they don't stop shouting at me yeah. or, or, or like talking at me, it can go into a full blown attack. Um, other times, if I'm not having too much anxiety that day, I'll be like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Um, literally. It's, it really depends on what headspace I'm in, and every day is different, unfortunately, <laughs> when yeah. you have anxiety, depression, and PTSD, <laughs> yeah. um, and also under high stress levels. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to manage, um, but I, I think I'm managing. Hmm. Um, I've only had, like, a handful of panic attacks this year. That's good. That's, yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, when I was working on my talk video, I was having, like, Two, three anxiety attacks a week. Is that because you would just you just kind of put yourself in that world again? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You were digging yeah. a lot of it back up because of the nature of the video, but it's like, yeah, kind of not. What did you expect? But yeah, what I, did you I, expect? I knew yeah. what I was getting into. I knew what I was getting into, and I've come out of it now, able to speak about it without being depressed afterwards. That's good. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I was planning the whole thing mm-hmm. you know I was getting the quotes I was organising the quotes on top of that I have eczema 
So oh I was having to condition my skin yeah. and like do extra oh, course, stuff with my routine because I was like, yeah, I was filming yeah. on my skin and it wasn't like a vanity thing. It was like a, yeah. you know, you don't really want a close up of someone's eczema, do you? Certain <laughs> kind of video. Read, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll tackle that issue a different time. It sounds like <laughs> less of a head fuck. I've, I've literally, I've got it on my hands, got it on my neck, my arms. You get it um, on my elbows sometimes. But just... Well, elbows are tricky. Elbows are weird. People ignore elbows. You need cocoa elbows butter. Elbows are important. Cocoa butter is the way forward. Oh, cocoa butter smells really nice. It's a really comforting smell. There you go, sir. I can't help but feel we've lost the point in the story. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um... It was, like, it was a lot. And then when I was editing it, I was not only cutting it, I was colour grading it. I was, sta- I was staring at these quotes. Literally into the void, yeah. I was literally just staring at it. Like, yeah. and on top of that, um, body dysmorphia. Oh, right. I was staring at myself in my underwear. Yeah. So I'm just there like... Yeah. That looks Constantly. not right. Well, that I, looks, yeah. Exactly. And like some days I'd look at myself and be like, damn girl. And other days I'd be like, girl, why? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> like I, I also work in retail. So I would do an 11 hour day and then come back and do mm. four hours of editing. Yeah. And then get up the next day and go to work again. Yeah. Because at that point, it was like the Christmas, like, not the Christmas season, but it was like just post-Christmas or mm. like I needed some extra money, so I'd take up extra shifts. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it was just one long, very, very, very long day yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. That's all it really was. But that's the grind though, isn't it? Like on the flip side of that, like that is, that sounds fucking difficult. I'm really lucky that I have good friends yeah for sure (laughs) but that's the grind isn't it and if and when this becomes like an even huger success than it has been I imagine you'll appreciate it even more you know not because of the not just because of the people you help but because of the what is it you only really know a peak when you're coming out of a trough and vice versa well that's the thing Um, it's, it's a bit of a weird one like the whole experience has just been really strange to me even my hairdresser has seen the photos. Um, <laughs> I've been going to the same hairdresser for like five, six years. So like we follow each other on Instagram and he saw mm-hmm. it. And I remember going to him because I had a haircut just before the video shoot. And I was like, I'm going to have some writing on my neck. Um, oh, can you like, course, please yeah. cut my hair so that it's you can like, see it. you can see the back of my neck. He's like, okay. And I told him the concept because He's a lovely guy. Like, yeah. you know, you talk to your hairdresser, it's kind of what you do. And mm. also, like, I knew he wouldn't tell anyone. He's not one of those, like, not like a blabbermouth or anything. And I went back to him mm. to have another haircut mm. recently. And he was like, I had no idea. Like, mm. I love that you didn't let that define you. Mm. And I was like... That's nice. That was... Like, I, I almost cried in the chair. I was it's like, a, don't tell me that. I'm going to get emotional. But, like, it's... It's a weird thing to be quote-unquote famous for. Yeah. It's like... That's the thing. I, I wasn't really going around and being like, hey, I was raped. I'm going to tell everyone about it now. Yeah. It was kind of like, I did keep it quite quiet. Mm. But I did speak out at the appropriate time. And in it... I didn't want it to define me though, because I, I, yeah. I didn't want that one thing to define me for the rest of my life. I don't want to be that girl who was raped and talked about it, you know, or one of the many people who have. You know. Well, you turned it. You did talk about it, but you turned it into art, and you made it something that can help others. Do you know what I mean? You, you, I can't remember who it was who said like having shit happen to you is like carrying wood. Now you can either carry that wood around or you can burn it. 
and turn That's it into something useful. That's a really good metaphor. Yeah. Like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it always made a lot of sense to me. It's always something I've said to myself about shit you go through in life. And, like, at least what you've done is burn the wood, you know? And it's like, yeah, you might be known as the, the girl that burnt the wood, but at least you did it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad I'm not carrying around that wood anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, I'm, I'm burning it, as you say, if we're carrying on this metaphor. But, like, <laughs> I'm not... Or making a house, depends how destructive you are. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, setting fire to things, why not? No, <laughs> no, not an arsonist, not, not an arsonist. Um, but, I mean, it, it's out there. Yeah. But I don't want to post about it every single day. I don't want to... You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want it to be the thing that I did and that was it. Yeah. I've already got another video coming out. I sent it to a colorist a couple of days ago and I've got a whole video for another song coming out like mm -hmm. in a couple of months. Yeah. Completely different subject. I was going to ask that, yeah, where did it sit in like... So we've obviously spoken about that, uh, about talk and that video as someone who's been through it and wants to use it as a lightning rod to help people. In terms of your musical output, where did it sit? Was it an A side or a B side? Is it a, is it going to be on an album? Was it a single? Well, or? it was on an EP that right, I released. So okay. I released the EP first with three songs. Mm -hmm. um, Talk, Imaginary Friends, and then Favourite Fur. And um, it's kind of like I'm going to release a video for each one. Wow. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Favourite Fur I wrote in December and, you know... It was meant... It, I, I didn't mean for it to be on the EP. It was just too good not to put on the EP. Yeah, yeah. So I had to switch it with a different song. Oh, right, okay. Um, originally, like, there was going to be a whole other song on it, and um, so I didn't have a video plan for that, so turns out that's one of my more popular ones. Um, so I'm like, well, okay, and I'm, like, talking to prosthetics artists and everything, and, like, prosthetics getting on that. Prosthetics uh-oh. <laughs> I love my prosthetics. Um, <laughs> but... You're getting a bit Harry Potter for this one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I could. <laughs> I could be a wizard. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I've got, like, a video for, um, the next song coming out, and then I'm gonna work on Favourite Fur, and then I've got another single I've been working on with the video along with it, mm -hmm. um, and a collaboration single with someone else, um, plus I'm about to, like, feature on someone else's album, uh, instrumentally, mm -hmm. I, I, I haven't stopped. <laughs> well, it's good, like, you're out there, and I, I guess you're always, like, learning, and you're always picking stuff up, even when you're sessioning for other people, or collaborating with other people. It's 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 getting out there and just being in that fucking world because you you never master it. Do you know what I mean? As good as I've seen you play and you're fucking incredible, but you'll never master it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things you've always got to be in that mode of learning. That's why I love it because you can always learn. There's always something new yeah. to learn. Yeah. Like I had a I had a session a couple of weeks ago where I was like basically sessioning with I'm sessioning for this guy basically mm -hmm. and we were like trying stuff out and um, you know. He told me, oh, a really good trick, you know, to fatten up your bass is, mm. like, your kick drum is to get a crunchy sound and layer it, and it makes it fatter. And I tried no it afterwards, shit. and I had no idea, and I, it worked, and I was like, oh, yeah! That is really cool. It, you know what? I, every single interaction I have with a musician, I learn something. Guaranteed. Yeah. Something new. Even if it's pointless. I think then Even you're hanging out. Even if it's a fact out. about frogs. I'll, I'll always, I'll, you always learn something. That always, I think that means you're hanging out with the right kind of musicians. Exactly. Or like, or you get it, I, I get it with comedy. Like, the, the good comedians to hang around with are the ones that teach you stuff. Like, not like tell you jokes. That's like a base thing. It's like, ways to approach it. Ways to approach the craft 
you know, inverted air quotes or whatever. I mean, there's a difference, though, between opinionated and yeah. sort mm-hmm. of educational, if that yeah. makes sense. I don't fucking like jokes like this. Yeah. It's different to, hey, when you're writing a bit, put Have all your you one-liners together yeah. and see if that well, that helps, yeah. Something that I did want to ask you um, about being triggered, and we sort of came away from it, but <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. back, we're, back into, <laughs> we're back into comedy, so I can... Uh, I can sort of shoehorn it in this side. I've always wanted to ask someone who is legitimately, has been legitimately triggered by other stuff. If you were at some sort of show, comedy show, and someone told a joke about rape, not a rape joke, but a joke in which that was an element, what would your reaction be? And what do you think the appropriate reaction is? I've actually been in a, in a situation kind of like that, but not no at like a shit. show. That was like we set that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like an actual show. Show, but mm-hmm. like you know, you'd be in a situation and people are like, "I'm gonna tell a rape joke." Yeah. I mean, it's a ball of move. You really gotta know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't somebody that I really know. Okay. Um, it was kind of more like a. Just like a person, you know, you're out and there's like just people around mm-hmm. and you're suddenly in this group of people and there's somebody like telling a joke and you kind of want to punch them in the face. Mm. And <laughs> I mean, it depends on the joke. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it, it literally about context. If someone is like, um, if the punchline is rape. If the punchline is rape, so if it's about um, maybe victim blaming, let's say, so if someone's like, cool, yeah, she's really asking for it, isn't she wearing that? You know, they think they're being funny. Yeah. And you're just thinking, you're a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's not a funny joke. Like, it's that's not, not a funny like... joke, you know, but some people will find it funny. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, social abuse is funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no. 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 And um, I can't remember what the joke is. Like, you, do you know what I mean? When you try to think of something. Yeah. But like, I, I was kind of what a... I sort of do, yeah. <laughs> I was like watching, um, watching a show and it was a comedy thing and it, or it had a comedian in it and they did make a sexual abuse joke and it mm. was like, yeah, it's kind of relatable. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. And I think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's different when it's relatable because when you turn the trauma into something like, well, this guy gets it and he's just taking the piss out of people who don't get it. Yeah. But when somebody is trying to make a joke about... Race. Like... Maybe. Yeah, maybe race. So, I don't know. It's trying to, really hard to think about it on the spot. But, like, if somebody was uneducated mm. and they just thought it was funny, mm. if they didn't understand the impact. If it's like, um, I think his name's Russell Howard. Yes. He gets it. Yeah. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he'll make a joke about that kind of stuff and it's fine. Yeah. Because, and I'm, I'm, like, laughing because I'm like... You get it, but you're still joking about it in like the best way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But there are some people who just don't. Yeah, there's some. It's, it's people, really hard to explain. It's where it comes from. <laughs> no, I think you hit it on the head when you said it's about context. It is about context. It's it's so much about context, and evil is the removal of context. Well, you said this. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure if you took half the stuff I say on this fucking podcast out of context, it sound like a fucking hate rally. Challenge accepted. Challenge, yeah. <laughs> if you're a regular listener and you want to supercut some awful things that I've said, get it on. <laughs> Come at me, bro. How many people actually listened to the last one that we did? Um, it was in excess. The last time I checked, it was in excess of like a hundred and something plays. Um, and that's just on the SoundCloud. Um, it had a lot through iTunes. This um, is on iTunes? Yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. We're on, and we're on Spotify as well. Oh, are we? 
What a wonderful ad. Why yeah. did I turn around to look? I'm so used to my laptop being there. I was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my laptop. It's my laptop now. <laughs> um, no, we, um, yeah, it's done really well. I've had a lot of people like say to me, it's the, it's the show that I've had most people contact me about. Like, Is it good? As in, well, as in a whole litany of things. I want to know. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I have no secrets. Like I've had a lot of people say that was that was like the best show you've done, and obviously it's not it's fucking not on me. Do you know what I mean? It's because I have a wonderful guest who is talking about something engaging in an engaging way. Also, you're not a dick about things, which is always helpful. Oh my god, tell yeah, say that again louder. Um, <laughs> um, and I've had like I had some people sort of say, "Wow, it was right." I hadn't thought about it that way. I had some people say that it came off, like, a bit preachy. I've had some people say... A, a whole litany of things. And, like, for me as someone that does the show, you always want that. You always want people talking about it and how and how they interpreted it and how, like... And, and what they took from it. Because yeah. that's always really interesting. I mean, all I wanted was to get people to think about it a different way. As well. Oh, you've definitely done that. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what yeah. I've heard the most common commonly is like, oh fuck, like, never really thought about that. Yeah, when or people I, yeah. when people are like complaining that it's being talked about, they're they're obviously feeling guilty about it. You know, they I might think... have done something in their life. They might have not been might be in the middle of not coming to terms with something that's happened to them. That's the thing. When people react in a negative way towards things, it's because there's something underlying. There's an insecurity there. I think I may have told you this on the last show we did. It was a couple of months ago, so I can't really remember. Um, I had uh, Stan Cold Fiction, the band on, just mm. to chat. I had three of them in. And they were talking about... The, remember the Gillette advert, the Super Bowl yeah, advert? Yeah, I remember that. And they said... Um, I think it was Alex Andrews, their drummer, said, it's fine, you can like it or not like it, but if you have a problem with it, I think you have to ask yourself why. yes. I think I may have told you that on the last yes. show, but I think, and I think that that's, that's a lot of stuff. Like, I think that's, I think that's quite transferable into something like this, going back to making jokes or writing jokes about it. It's like, do I, I care when people sort of, oh, I'm triggered. I care because it means that it impact, negatively impacts my ability to make jokes. And that's what I do. And that's, I think, okay. But if someone, is like coming and sort of legitimately saying, look, I have a problem. And, you know, it's like, I, I think we should put laws in place to make it harder for this to happen or whatever. And you're going, oh, I'm fucking always moaning. Mm, do you want to... I think that's a thought that you should maybe dissect a little more in your own head before yeah. you make into words because there's something else going on. That's the thing. Like, sometimes people... People are in their own bubbles. People are in their own world. More so today. Exactly. We're, we're all just staring at little screens on our phones and mm -hmm. we learn about the world around us through these little screens. Controlled by algorithms that pick shit. Exactly. That you want to see. Exactly. And it's hard to sort of think outside the box, look at other people, empathise with their lives, mm -hmm. understand what they're going through. Because it's all just fucking anger. All the time. It's <laughs> anger. And that's the thing. That's what I wanted to do with this. I didn't want to respond with anger. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because anger just feels more anger. Just like, yeah, I meant that. put that out there. If someone's upset, it's like, okay, they're upset. I think it's because it's also easier to write a bad review than it is to write a good thing. It's easy. I think it was Grace and Perry in 
playing to the gallery one of his books, he said, it's easier to shit on something than it is to laud it. Exactly. Ten times out of ten. I used to be a film critic. I can tell you that's true. It's hard to say why something's good. It's easy to say something is shit, and here's why. Exactly. People, everyone is a critic. And I'm, I'm really lucky, actually, that everyone's been really lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like pointing at my phone as if that's all of them, but it's just how I communicate there. them. Tiny people in a device all speaking to me. I'm trying to do like a phone detox right now. Like not check it as much. <laughs> Sorry, just like imagining like the day that we have like, um, like some companies just there like detox from your phone, drink this juice. Yeah. It will short circuit the chip that we thought it was okay to put in your head, so you can check your text oh, while you drive. Oh, heard about that? Like people are putting chips in their in their. Um... People with too much time on their hands are doing that. They're literally putting it in their hands, like what, like the fucking oyster cards. So you can just like the Jedi. In. I think so. I saw like I watched like a mini documentary thing about it, <laughs> and it was like a documentary series or something like that. And it's like um, yeah, they're like bank cards and stuff, and you just like swipe your wrist. Oh Jesus! Like. This is how it ends. This is, this how, is it how it ends. This is how, this is how we're all going to die. This is what would have happened ah. if Hillary Clinton had got in. We'd all be chipped already, but it's... Oh, um, yeah, oh Jesus. We went there. Um, <laughs> I think they're just making it easier. I, I've never liked all this biohacking bullshit. It's yeah, like, bi- that's You're already a fucking cyborg because you have this computer that you carry around with you. Like, I don't know. Some dude probably is just like staring at me through my phone at the moment right now. Like, just watching me put a thumb face. Like, oh... Like, yeah, Tower 7, Obama, they're definitely listening now. <laughs> Kudos if you got both those references, by the way, dear oh listeners. It's, um, it's a scary thing. It's like, um, uh, here's a weird one for you. I uh, uh, was with my parents a couple of months ago, and they were talking about buying a new vacuum cleaner. And they're just, oh, I think we should get a Dyson. I want to get, get Dyson. I want to get Dyson, 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 Dyson. None of them ever fucking Googled it, because they don't, because they're that age. And yet, when I turned on my Facebook, it's like, Oh, an ad for Dyson. They're like always listening. No, they are. You're a penis. But you, you're fucking white. What? <laughs> I say. I say this about. <laughs> I, <told> my... yeah. <laughs> I say this about a lot of stuff. It's like people are like, oh, Facebook's using my data. It's like, yeah. What did you think was gonna happen? What did you think was gonna happen? Did you read the fucking terms and conditions? No, neither did, did I. But I don't it? complain about it. Exactly. It's like, oh, I have, a, I have an Alexa in my house. Yeah, well, you bugged your house for the NSA. You literally bugged your house. They fucking like, know where you are all the time because of this you shit. You say, hey, Alexa, and it appears. Like, did you think they were not listening? Yeah, it's listening all the time. <laughs> it's like, oh, is it, you know, if you have nothing to hide, they you have nothing to They know when you fart. <laughs> that's that it, yeah. nothing is private anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. I had, in the early days of this podcast, I had this really bright guy on, uh, Mel Cullen. Um, who I want to get back on someday. He's super in this world of tech. And I asked him, what is the actual answer to that question? Because some people say, well, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. Or is it better to say, no, I want my privacy. And he turned around and he went, it's fucking null and void. Because there's no such thing as privacy. Because they're always watching, they're always listening. So to say that, oh, you have nothing to hide, you have nothing, unless you live in under a fucking rock. They're always watching. Good. I've Why got you... a skylight as well. I, every, every now oh, and there's then a fucking like, drone up there, I like, yeah. Like, I mean, every now and then a pigeon will, like, pop its head up and it's be not like, a pigeon. Hey. It's not a pigeon. It's, it's a robot pigeon. Oh, shit. I know. We're fucked. But that's... The, <laughs> it's, um, it's a totally Steve, null and void no. question. I don't need pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally null and void. They're always watching. They're always listening. Yeah. And this podcast got really dark really quick. You say that and literally a helicopter's just, like, yeah. flown by. <laughs> Mate. It's creepy shit. 
<laughs> this is damn good coffee that we've just had, by the way. Thank you. Coffee is uh, something that gives me life. So mm. I always... Milkless, you are a vegan. I am vegan. How long have you been vegan? Solidly for about a year and a half. Solidly. <laughs> is that when you gave up like chocolate a year and a half ago? No, I was a veggie for about four years beforehand. No um, shit. I mean, I did try uh, going vegan for a while. Straight out um, the gate, I feel like, is an, an ask. Yes, yeah, straight out is a bit like... Yeah. It's a bit too much of a shock to some people's bodies. Everybody's body is different. Did you do it for health, or did you do it for animal rights, or did you do it for the planet? Or I did it for many reasons, but I kept to it for others. Um, oh, okay. Actually, vegetarian... I've never heard of a loaded answer before. <laughs> so... Um, my abuser was actually vegetarian. Um, oh, shit. And he was just such a shit person that he approached it in the worst possible way. So you just having steaks every day to fuck him off? <laughs> well, he, um, I remember eating a chicken salad or chicken pasta or something and be like, you're enjoying your murder there. Like, that is a wrong way to Yeah, approach. I am, yeah. Yeah, something has to die like... every day for me to enjoy myself. How does That's that feel? It's just how I was, it's just how I was, um, brought up. You know, because, yeah. like, you're brought up eating meat. It's, it's the norm. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I came over here and vegetarian was, vegetarianism was, like, a whole new concept. Yeah. And, I mean, I would have probably ended up going veggie at some point. Mm-hmm. Or vegan at some point. But he really didn't have to approach it like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I, I stuck with it, though, because I watched things like, um, uh, Cowspiracy. Oh, the Netflix um, doc. Have you yeah. watched What the Health? I think I have. Dude, I've watched a bunch. That shit is They're all merged into one gnarly. in my brain. Yeah. And like, <laughs> one big message is don't fucking one, eat meat one big as message. much as you do. Like, you know, just cesspools of guts. And, uh, <laughs> Not wrong. I mean, it was also for health, because um, I went veggie for a while, like, and then I, I like, after going veggie for a while, basically, I realised that I was having less attacks. Um, hmm. Anxiety, depression episodes... Um, I was sleeping better, and um, my eczema was better, and I was no longer bloated all the time. I can speak to the bloated one. I've cut out dairy milk, and dairy milk as in uh, <laughs> fucking milk from cows, yeah. um, and bread, and I eat like very little pasta nowadays. And I've got a tendency to bloat out around the middle quite a lot, and this for pure fucking vanity reasons, but I found that that came off a lot when you cut that shit out. It's interesting and also despicably disturbing that you said you saw less um, attacks and bouts of depression and mm. and um, and a number of other things that made your skin better. That's creepier because, <laughs> well, purely because you know a lot of the meat you eat nowadays isn't just meat. It's, it's got all the things. drugs and... Right, yeah. You're essentially eating hormones. I, I'm not trying to be a preachy vegan. Mm-hmm. It's just because I was asked. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. I don't speak about this stuff no, unprovoked. No, pe- people um, that listen to the show know I have an interest in this. So this okay. <laughs> I'm not here like, everybody, you have to go vegan in order to have a good life. Everybody's body is different. Yeah. I actually, um, my flatmate cannot um, process non-hemoglobin iron. So what? if she doesn't have a steak every couple of weeks, she'll pass out. Oh, I know that like, one. Like, she'll physically... No, she'll, like, physically pass out yeah. and go to hospital. Yeah. So, like, she has to have, like, a really bloody steak. Otherwise, she she has no iron in her body. That is hardcore. Um, you know, and, and things do So being change. vegan would literally fucking kill her. Being, she did try going vegan, and it 
almost killed her. And if that's how is that how she found out she that's has this thing? That's how she found out. But no um, shit. she's cut out dairy pretty much now. And mm-hmm. she had some dairy the other day and she was like violently ill. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, that's a thing. Um, I went veggie for, um, for a long time and then... Um, you know, I went, I I might as well go vegan because the amount of dairy, because I, I was still consuming dairy when I was vegetarian. Was that the only thing that... That was like the only animal yeah. thing that I was actually consuming. Like gelatin out, lard yeah. out, anything like... Yeah, in lard. <laughs> no, that, literally they're in croissants. Croissants oh, aren't shit. even veggie. Oh shit, okay, fair enough. I <laughs> if didn't you think know about that. It. Yeah, I guess because it's just yeah. creamy, dirty, greasy bread. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, Tastes fucking good though. It does. You can get some really good vegan ones as well right now. And they, they you know, they, they, they genuinely taste the same. That's the thing. I know what I'm saying when I like say that vegan things taste genuine yeah. because I used to eat meat. You used to eat meat. Yeah. Like I used to do a whole load. I used to like make soy sauce chicken wings for every night, you know, like kind yeah. of thing. So like, um, I went vegan for a couple of months and I had to go back to vegetarianism. Um, I had to go back to really heavy double cream and everything because I was visiting family in Hong Kong. And it was kind of group dinners. Um, veganism wasn't a big thing in, like, everywhere. I mean, there are vegan restaurants in Hong Kong. I think that comes as a surprise because people think about Asian food and they think, like, legit Asian food made in like those territories is supposed to be like, oh, they all live to 160 and it's some some sort of dietary paradise where the no. food is really great. <laughs> That's the thing. The food is really great, but often it has animal in it like yeah. you, you can't help it well, like they're I big farming ordering... cultures historically it's right it's a so. big thing and i mean that's the thing people are like oh yeah but monks are veggie i'm like yeah monks you think the whole of china is like just a big group of monks i mean like... I, I don't anymore <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the thing like i i would order a vegetarian i remember ordering a vegetarian like fried noodle thing yeah. and it came with bits of ham <laughs> and i was like what and, like, my relatives were just there, like... Because they didn't get the concept, you know? It's a different yeah. cultural thing. They were like, oh, like, can't you just eat a little bit? I'm like, I, no! kind of like an all-or-nothing <laughs> like, thing. Yeah, like, I, I, I mean, I, I, just, I was like, I could try, but I'd probably be very, very sick. Would you like to clean it up? <laughs> have, you, have you come <laughs> like, off the taste of it, then? Do you not like the taste of it anymore? The taste of it, to me, is more like um, Like, I do eat the meat substitute. And that's because it's, like, a comfort of... The texture so, like, or something. I don't like, like the texture. I don't like it being too too meaty because it feels a bit too real. Huh, also, that's like okay. it, it's really strange. Yeah, okay. um, so like I like it when it's close but not quite. Um, right. But also okay. Because it's you like want to have your cake and eat yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you can though because <laughs> like it's close enough that you feel the same happiness as you did from food as a child. Oh, I fucking love cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not so close that you feel like you're actually eating a dead animal. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, back to the, that trip, I, I had to go back to vegetarianism after veganism. And my, it was such a shock to my system with the dairy yeah, no that shame. I had a panic attack. Um, like one of the worst I've ever had. Yeah. And almost jumped off a three story balcony in the middle of a shopping mall. Jesus. Um, Actually, sorry, it was... I can't, I can't remember if it was three or five. It was very blowing. See, yeah. See um, that, that shit is the But scariness. it would have killed me, basically. Because it was high enough to kill me because so it was our shopping mall. take... If you can and want to, take me through that, because that's fucking terrifying. I mean... I mean, probably more so for you, but... <laughs> I, I remember feeling lethargic and, and really gross. So you have, like, a milkshake, and then an hour later... 
It depends. It, it kind yeah. of builds up a little bit. So okay. I was having like um, creamy pasta okay. and stuff, and like I'd have to have uh, like some sort of animal product, not meat, but like dairy, whatever. Um, maybe two, three times a day. And my body was used to the veganism. It was used to, mm-hmm. you know, greens, a bit of bread, some pasta, you know, like lots of tea. <laughs> and I'm having this and I'm feeling gross. I'm feeling a bit sick. I'm bloated. And then I'm like looking around and I'm tired and my anxiety is rising. I'm in like this loud place and people are talking at me and they don't, they don't understand. And I'm like, I need, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I think it was, um, it was triggered by, um, we were in this place and we couldn't find the taxi stand. And immediately I was just there like, cause I was already in a really bad headspace already. And I was just there like, there's no way out. There's no way out. I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I'm trapped. And when I have panic attacks, my first instinct is to run. Flight over flight. Yeah. I I have to run. I, I have to release this somehow. And it would have been to run and jump. In this case, and I remember I was with my mum, and you know she understands how to deal with this now, but it was a new concept to her, mm. and she didn't understand. To her, all she could see was me going, <gasps> and like clawing at my own arms. Mm. In my head, I was screaming bloody murder, and I've I've gotten quite good at communicating what I need, um, and basically. In order to not run and jump, I scratched a huge chunk of my arm. Like, there were, it, it scarred for a while. Like, I, I dug my nails and I was just, like, scratch marks down my Whoa. left arm. Um, and, like, that was triggered from anxiety of just having to people all day, every day. Mm. And also, mainly, diet. Yeah. That was the biggest change of all things. Because I was having fun i was shopping yeah. i was in hong kong i love hong kong i was in a place that i love mm. and still suffering like this mentally because of my diet and you put it down to the diet the 100 percent. because um the following year um i i went back to vegetarianism veganism when i came back to england and everything was fine again like it's it took a, a while for it to get out of my thing. system i mean that's the thing i, I went back the following year and i was like mum I cannot deal with any dairy this yeah. year. I really, really, really can't. And, um, like, we, we stuck to veganism as much as humanly possible, but I accidentally ate some mm. animal product, mm. and we ended up missing an appointment the next day because I was up at 5am throwing up my guts. I think that that alone should be proof to people they shouldn't be fucking eating or drinking certain things. Now, everyone's different. I get that. That's that. That's fine. Yeah, everyone's different. I think but, it really does depend on ancestry. Like, my body, yeah. animal, no. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think there's some shit that we've been tricked into thinking we need because it makes someone else money and, like, we don't need that shit. Like, we don't, uh, we don't need to fucking drink milk. We really don't. Like, we need to work out how to not fuck the planet up making almond milk for hipsters. But, you know, also, dairy milk is so fucking bad. All the shit they put in it. Back when I did eat meat, Mm. um, this just proves how much my body was never really made for animal products. Um, Every time... You're not a hunter killer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of a 
encourager. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I also, um, you know, I, I would um, eat, like, a big bag of shrimp. And yeah. my eczema would flare up. Yeah. And it would kind of be like, um, I, I would drink a glass of milk. Mm. And my, the back of my throat and my, the back of my ears would, like, itch and I'd have to take an antihistamine. No shit. Like... There's that thing in that really What the Health documentary. People. There's that autistic kid... And they change his diet around, and he's his the severity. I've heard of this. Yeah, he has some. Oh man, I can't really. It's been a while since I've watched the documentary. Really, I haven't watched it in years either. He was this, anything in years actually. Basically, they had this this kid that he kept having seizures and shit, and he couldn't really live his life. And they changed his diet right around. They took out all this red meat. They took out a lot of stuff. They replaced. Yeah, go and watch the documentary. What the hell on Netflix for the I exact story? Might have watched story. it. But I probably need to rewatch stuff because it's all just one big blur. But his fucking seizures went right down. Within a couple of weeks, he went from like having six a day to having one a week or something mad like that. And it's like, fucking, this is really, I can't believe this isn't more of a public health issue. I think when when the body acts out, it's because it can't process something that you've put into it. Yeah. Like, you are what you eat and you are what you eat ate. You, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. If you eat cows that have eaten fucking other cows and shit and oh, dirt and grain. Oh, it's cowbellism. <laughs> oh, I just came up with that. Zing. I'm definitely not the first but person if, to come up with it, but I'm proud of myself. <laughs> but if you eat like a cow, if you eat like free range cow that's been raised and run and, you know, it's good quality meat. It's free range anymore. No, well, that's... Well, that's the thing though, like... I don't want to be preachy, and that's the thing, but, like, when people eat a animal that mm. was, so, cow, okay, so, mm. this cow was essentially raped, and it is artificially inseminated, basically. For, for milk, For yeah. milk. Yeah. The child is taken away. This cow is basically a milk factory. It's, yeah. a, it's in this constant cycle. It is yeah. in this nightmarish cycle of... Inseminated, pregnant, baby gone. Mm. Inseminated, pregnant, baby gone. Mm. Let's not even get started on what happens to the poor baby. Mm. <laughs> and then this cow is too old. It's only lived like a small fraction of its life. It's natural uh, like, life, yeah. actual ni- <clears throat> like actual lifespan. And then it is gra- turned into ground beef. So, yeah. like, this poor thing... You're, you're oh, it's eating. rough, yeah. You are eating not only an animal, something that was once breathing, living, sentient, had emotions, mm. but you're also eating, like, the energy of the suffering that they had to yeah. go through. Yeah, I, I agree If you're putting that. literal, like, death particles into your body, what do you expect? I think that eating meat has become such a big thing in culture. Especially with um, masculinity. I'll get onto that in a second. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it kind of, I, I, I have a firm belief that we're getting to the point where if, if I kind of have my way, I think like, if you're going to eat meat, eat meat, but you have to come out hunting once. You have to come out, you have to bring like a, you know, a 35 Winchester or you have to get a reflex bow or something like that. People are going to get so triggered by this. But fine, good. <laughs> I think it's like, but I think you um... have to understand the process. I really do. Sorry, I thought something had come unplugged on a high-tech desk. Um, Ooh, high-tech. <laughs> I, um, I think you should do that. I think you should go out into the world and I think you should stalk something and kill it and skin it and gut it and put it on your back and carry it out the forest. 
or else you don't get a say. If you wouldn't eat your dog, if you wouldn't eat your cat, what is so different about eating a pig? Because mm. pigs are really intelligent as well. Yeah, I heard that. They have like the intelligence of a fucking five-year-old. Exactly. Something like that. And they're also very clean animals. Naturally, they're extremely clean. Yeah, they need the a PR reason, job, granted. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the reason that they're always in mud is to keep themselves clean because they can't physically sweat. Is that and they're not why? clean. It's to keep themselves cool because they can't physically sweat. Oh, right, okay. That so makes when you more said, sense. So yeah. when people are like, oh, you're sweating like a bit, that's complete... It's like blind as a bat, you, mean, you know. You, you mean I'm not sweating at all, sir? Yeah. <laughs> get, get out. Get out now. <laughs> no, but they're actually extremely clean animals. Yeah. You know, they, they're really intelligent. They feel emotion. Mm-hmm. I, I read a story about a cow um, that was uh, rescued. And it was... Um... In my head, I was like, buy pigs. No way. <laughs> Let her finish. Yes. <laughs> yes, they all like had the massive meeting and they were like, we've got to do a pig business. No, no, no. We've got to do a rescue, guys. <laughs> no, I just like pictured an entire TV show just in my head, just planned it all out. Great escape, but just with pigs. Run. Exactly. And also they're saving cows along the way. Exactly. Don't tell anyone it's the million dollar idea. It would be a really moving show. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> You ruined I make, it. I make the worst ah, puns. Ah. I have like a reputation at work for making the worst puns. If it's not punny, it's not funny. Uh, so they rescued a cow. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was like pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. And it gave birth. And they couldn't find the calf anywhere. And it took them like months to find this calf because the mum had previously given birth and its baby was taken away. And it remembered that. Right. And so it was hiding this calf in different parts of this field in the rescue what area the every night so that they couldn't find and take away her baby. That's... See, now... Yeah, I think with animals that clever... Yeah. Imagine a person doing that. Yeah, oh, it's... Uh, that's Imagine a human awful. being doing that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so sad. But at the same but time, we're like... We're top of the food chain. They're like, oh, yeah, but beef, though. Yeah, but we're top <laughs> of the food chain. And because I think we put ourselves argument. there, because we've made this world ours, because we invaded nature. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we invaded nature, we fucked up the planet to make oh, it dude. cater to us. If we, yeah. as human beings, had to go into nature with absolutely no tools, yeah. without our intelligence, we would go extinct. Oh, do you ever think about that? Like, do you ever think about how many friends would die if it all if like the pound collapsed tomorrow? I think, like, I know some pretty hardcore people, but I know a lot of fucking dummies as well. I mean, if that's the thing, if if the apocalypse happened and nature decided to reclaim everything, buildings were gone, mm. food was gone, factories were gone, we'd be... Yeah. I don't know who would survive. And here's the thing with you saying, like, oh, animals, a lot of the animals that we battery farm are really intelligent. Give them a fighting chance. Go out and hunt them. If you want, if you want a pig, outsmart it and... And lay a trap and then finish it off humanely. And then, then you win. Because that is what I was kind of saying about we're top of the food chain. Mm, not when you're rigging the odds in your favour and battery farming exactly. them. Exactly. You're literally bringing life into this world to take it away. You're playing God. It's true. It, it's That's the thing. If, you know, we're living in caveman times and you have to hunt a mammoth in order to survive. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Do it. But it's a hell of a story. <laughs> yeah, they, no Instagram yeah. idea. Draw it on the side of a fucking cave with blood and ash. Make sure it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But no, but, but really, it was. It's 
it's a bit messed up because they're just I, I don't know I just don't understand why people would do that I can understand in a way because someone's making money off but it but I also true I have a bit that I'm working on right now for my act where it's like if you're watching the news and there's a solution to a problem that's obvious to you the answer is someone's making money off it climate change someone's making someone's money, making money, off, money off it someone's making money off everything like you name it and they're making money off it. And that's it. a good thing. That's, that should be the system. He should be able to do that. As but long not as no one gets the, hurt. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not at the expense of, you know, an African nation or the planet yeah. or the polar bears. The planet's a big thing at the moment. It's a big thing. It's very on vogue, I think. Yeah. I'd I think have... Everyone's talking about it and I love that. Yeah. It's, um, hmm. I'm not on the fence about climate change. Just full disclosure. Like, it's happening. It's real. Obvious. I... Sorry, Trump. Don't think <laughs> people are going about it in the right way. I think raising awareness is good, but, like, firebombing the homes of oil executives is better. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I think... See, that's something that's going to be taken out of context now. That'll be on the supercut. Again, not arsonists. I think... <laughs> yeah, that's twice now. I think if... We're in dire straits now, and I think people don't appreciate how much in dire straits we are. We are going to need a a human rallying cry akin to like World War Two to get this shit sorted by now. I mean, that's the thing. I think people get it, but we have just been brought up and conditioned to be so lazy. We live in a world where everything is convenient. Everything is catered to That's us. That's great though, isn't it? Don't you want to just enjoy that for five more years until it fucking all collapses? <laughs> till, till, the, mean... <laughs> till the fucking sea rises and we lose all the coast. <laughs> or we could not. <laughs> fair point. Strong points. That's the thing. Where's like, Wales? I don't know, fucking know. Like eight feet down, I guess. <laughs> sure, yeah. Let's just like, swim to the shop, you know. People I mean... would be fitter. <laughs> they would. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, when I go to the gym, I'll, like, on my way back, I'll, I'll pop off to the on those market stores and I'll buy a bag of mushrooms in a, in a paper bag. Mm. And I really enjoy that. I, You know what Why I mean? Why do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it because it represents you? It, it, it's like it's a fist in the air for you saving the planet? That and also it's actually a really nice activity to do. <laughs> Is that weird? Does that make me sound old? Not really. Like, I, I enjoy going to the market and picking my own fruit and veg. It's true. You get to do that, and you get to go home, and you don't have a bag full of plastic at the end of it. Yeah. It's actually really therapeutic. Yeah. You pick what you want. Because how many times do you go to a supermarket, and there's, like, a bag of oranges, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe one of them's a bit duff. Mm-hmm. And you've got to throw away that orange, and then you're left with a plastic net. Yeah. If you go to the market on your way home, mm. like your local one, you've picked out your own oranges, you've put it in your bag, you've got no plastic at the end of it, and you're happy with all of your oranges. Yeah, that's true. It's less food waste and it's less plastic. I don't think people. I think it's too nebulous a thing to consider, though. I, I think, think people a haven't lot thought of people about it just... enough to incorporate it into their daily life. Oh no, I don't think people haven't thought about it enough. I think it's a thought too. Look, it's a thought too big. That if you let it control your everyday life, you'd probably go insane. And that's what I think the problem is. Because mm. I think people go into... They don't see a fucking... They don't see turtles choking on straws. They see a straw. And that's a, that's all your brain lets you... Because we're not supposed to be able... 
we're physically not built, our brains aren't built to consider the needs of 7 billion people. We're built to have a monkey sphere, they call it, of about 100 people. And that's all that yeah. we can physically think about. That to me is so sad though. Well, it's evolutionary. Just, just it's not, have it's some just empathy a thing. though, that's the thing. If someone is sad, I'll ask them how I can help or yeah. if they want to be left alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, have some empathy. Mm. Like... I get sad when I hear dogs barking because they're they're waiting for their owners to come back. I get sad for a bit and then I'm just like, fucking Jesus, when are these people going to come home? (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It's really... I feel like we live in a very selfish world. Incredibly selfish. And, yeah. We're here because we're selfish. We're here because we're selfish. We We have have all this awesome shit because we're selfish. We do, and we have dominated the world. Yeah. We have literally dominated the world. Hardly... Uh, not that much of the world is untouched and Mm. you know the reason that we're at the top of the evolutionary chain is because we've rigged the system we have made the entire world cater to us we have broken Mm. so much we are breaking mother nature you know we are we are killing the planet that gave us mother nature is going to kick back though because if it goes up like two degrees mother nature is going to be like Kids, I didn't raise you like this. Like, I'm going to kill you all now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's going to happen one day. Hope no one makes three billion people unable <laughs> to live where they live now. Enjoy that. I mean, I, I do believe in that theory where, like, everything's going to implode on itself. And then We're, like, well overdue in Ice Age, apparently. Oh, apparently, like, it reversed itself and now we're, like, overheating. Oh, awesome. Mm, I heard of. that the other day. I mean, someone said something about that. I think we... I, yeah, I, I remember listening to a podcast uh, about a guy who sort of tracked world-ending weather events. And like 12,000 years ago, there was one of these radioactive sun lightning storms that reduced the human race to 7,000 breeding pairs. Apparently, and apparently we're like 2,000 years overdue one of them, so... What? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the, you, apparently there, there are things in history. If you go way back and look at like cave paintings and stuff you'll see symbols that represent what we now know to be the shapes in the sky that are seen in clouds and whatever when there are these radioactive lightning storms. They think that's why people moved into caves. Because the clever people moved into caves and uh, avoided the radiation. Yeah. How are we alive? Well, we fucking, we've stacked the odds in our favour, haven't we? Lead umbrellas, done. Probably it's probably way more difficult than that. Oh my god. It's scary shit. It is scary, and that's people aren't getting it though. Oh yeah, I think if I you... think they are, but they just don't care enough. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. until it it's kinda like um I mean just to go back to it for like a second, until it happens to you, you don't understand. Yeah. Like people won't understand the PTSD of sexual abuse until yeah. it happens to them a yeah. lot of the time. Good tangent. Just... Well done. Yeah, you've got the right background. You Just put like... us well back on track. <laughs> Just like how people aren't going to understand how the environment is being impacted until the world ends and it's a little bit late. Yeah. And we're all dead. No, not all of us. The strongest will survive. And there's not going to be many of us, admittedly. <sighs> I mean... Will we survive or will we just end up... I think I could make it a couple of weeks before I started eating people. I think that barrier would come down fairly quickly for me. I don't know why. I don't think I'd survive. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Not just because of the veganism thing, but like... 
I just get so sad and like I I I'd feel like if I if I died it would just have less impact on the earth even more. You get really more, sad about thinking really about it. Like the end of the world. I get kind of not excited but I don't get sad. That's the thing like if if I were if, if the world had ended and I had survived mm. I'd probably be like what do I do now? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Then again, I do have very strong survival skills. Like, the amount of panic attacks I have, like, managed oh, yeah, to stop myself from, like, killing away, myself. Yeah. Like, I'm doing really well so far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doing pretty good at the whole, you know, not dying thing. Um, Isn't there, like, a weird part of your brain, though, that kind of wants it all go to shit? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I've outlined some weird, <laughs> deep-seated personality defect. But there's part of me that's not like... Not a professional therapist. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's part of me that's just like... Part of us is wired to be a bit self-destructive. No, but like not to have a hand in it. But if like zombies attack tomorrow. Oh god! No, no, no! I, I don't like, I don't like the whole zombie thing. Like, like na 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 no, I, I hate the idea of zombies. Like, they they freak me out. Like, um, have you watched Santa Clarita Diet? No, I haven't. It's on my Netflix list. Like, no spoilers, because it's in the trailer. Okay. But obviously, woman eats people. Um, yeah. Like, so it's, like, kind of zombie-ish. And parts of it made me, like... <clears throat> yeah. And um, it, it's just kind of, like, staring at zombie faces creep me out. Some of them a bit more than others. Um, so I can watch like a comedy zombie film. Like Zombieland. Yeah, like Zombieland yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, little bits of it I had to look away. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have like massive phobias. Like I will literally stare at a tarantula and be like, oh my God, you're so cute. So you just saying the word tarantula <laughs> made my fucking, I had a visceral reaction to that. I still like, you're like, Ugh. but like the idea of a zombie walking in. I don't know. It's also because like I have to like defend myself, and, and I'd exactly rather not like do. cave someone's face in. I'd use that. I'd use that base as a weapon. Kirk is not a weapon. It's got a name. You yeah. name the base. Yeah, Kirk. Would, he felt like a Kirk. I would use that. I would spring that in. Put my back into it. Boom. Oh, he's a lovely little short scale Mustang Mm-mm. base because I have small hands and I can't reach him. <laughs> <laughs> so like. You'd be first to go. If zombies I, took I over. Really. <laughs> really would and it wouldn't be like um oh i broke a nail it would be like you know i i'd, I'd rather like aim for around your nose because like that's a really nice nose and i don't want yeah, to but break if it. like if, <laughs> the thing is if if you get bitten you become one of them yeah i'd probably just kill myself Mm-mm. it doesn't work like that you just become a zombie oh no no i just like kill myself before i became a zombie oh right okay yeah oh that's fair good night everybody <laughs> Wanna... I've actually thought about this. Like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I think about it way too much. It, I think about it way too much. It's if there the... was a zombie apocalypse, yeah. I would, I would just, I would just die before I was turned and before I had to kill anyone. It was the second. It's usually the second or third thing I think about when I go into a new house. How would this place hold up against an attack? How would this place hold up? Right. I'm thinking. You've got one point of entry. That's good. It's behind another locked door. It's like a shared building. You have. Uh, skylights so that's the second exit point that's great you have lots of internal doors you have like a balcony you're by a river you're a couple of floors up i, I give it a solid let's not describe where i live yes yeah, <laughs> can it you just a, like bleep half it that be, out it could be anywhere it's fine i think like it's it's fairly good it's good i think it's definitely one of the reasons that i like 
any house that I rent or, or, or ever buy to be off the ground. What if zombies could climb walls? Well, fucked. Okay. I'm gonna die. Just like scaling the outside. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I don't like that. No. That's a day ruiner. See, you fucked yourself then, didn't you? You thought yeah, about something. You had a bad thought. I thought about it and I didn't like it. <laughs> and I have so much regret. Welcome to my world. <laughs> we should wrap this up. This has been fucking <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, just wrap it up with that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if zombies attack, we're all going to die. Thank you so much for doing this and organising this. And just think about zombies. <laughs> just like, yeah, like, no. Remind people where they can find your music. Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, The Lot. Search Carenza. Carenza, K-E-R-E-N-S-A. Everybody thinks my name is Karen. It is not Karen. I'm not 40. I don't return a bag of avocados. I've eaten four out of five of... Sounds like a story in itself. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Carenza. <laughs> not Karen. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, Carenza. Thank you so much for coming on. I've been Sam Bradley. This has been Thinking Out Loud. See you next time, folks. Have a nice day and don't die. Zombies. Zombies.